Hello and welcome to the Disciple Making Podcast, where we're all about helping Christians become disciple makers. I'm your host, Brad Mann. Today I'm really excited to be bringing you this episode over a Discord call with an old friend and colleague of mine, Gino. Gino and I studied at the Cape Town Baptist Seminary together, and uh, Gino is all the way from Grahamstown. He came down to Cape Town to study, and he's back in Grahamstown now. And uh, Gino, it's really wonderful to have you on the podcast today. I thank you so, so much, Brad. It's a privilege to be uh, with you, and uh, yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> awesome. As those of you who have been tracking with us will know, we've been exploring what it means to win people for Jesus. We're that initial space of disciple making where we've got to reach out to those who are not yet followers, believers in Jesus, and begin to introduce people to Jesus. And uh, the reason we've got Gino on the show today is because while I was at seminary, Gino was a year or two ahead of me. But often we would bump into each other and Gino would have another story of how God had been at work in his life. And he'd had the privilege and the opportunity of leading someone to the Lord. And I think I could say this in all honesty, more than any other person I know, Gino carries a greater evangelistic anointing than uh, than anyone else I've encountered. So, um, Gino, it's a real blessing and a real privilege to have you on the, the podcast today. Thanks, my brother. Thank you. I've asked, uh, I've asked Gina to share some of those stories with us. As you know, we've been exploring what it's like and how we go about bringing people into a relationship with Jesus. And so, Gina, it's really great to have you here. And at this point, I'm going to kind of hand over to you. And uh, just maybe there's some stories you want to tell. There's Maybe there's some things that you want to share. Maybe you can begin by telling us a little bit about your journey and, uh, and how you began or how God began to use you in the area of bringing people into a saving relationship with him. Awesome, Brad. Thank you so much uh, for asking. Uh, Brad, uh, yeah, I came to faith. I came to salvation close to the end of 2006. I am from Grahamstown and I, yeah, I got a job in East London, but then I was still unsaved. But close to the end of 2006, I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ under the the preaching ministry of Malvary Pepper. And ever since, yeah, ever since that point of salvation, my life uh, radically changed. Yeah, I, obviously, I've been involved in the things of this world, smoking, drinking in my young days, <laughs> and yeah. my a wrong circle of friends and all of that. But yeah. the Lord radically changed my life as His great salvation came into my life. I remember I worked at uh, Clover Essay in East London, and I would normally work, I would normally rather walk I would walk from home to work. And on my way to to work, there would be shacks along the way. And I would walk through there. Okay. And and then I would just begin to share my faith, uh, share Jesus with people. And I'm speaking about the first year of, of, of salvation as a new convert. I would right. just begin to share. So that's kind Jesus of happening as a bit of an overflow of what you felt God do in your own life. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I would walk to work, and then on the way, I would just begin to share Jesus. And ever since then, I would just share as the Spirit leads me, bread. If I could just say the way it works with me personally, mm. is I do believe primarily that uh, I do believe that the Spirit of God needs to lead one in, in evangelism in sharing our faith. Okay. Because I would I would know exactly Brad. Mm. I need to go to this person. There's a person standing there. There's a person in shop. Okay, so Gina, let me let me going. let me pause you right there. Let's uh, let's unpack yeah. that a little bit for, for yeah. those who might be listening. How would you know? 
when you see that person. Red, uh, yeah, and uh, it's not an audible voice. Yeah. I only hear the spirit saying, uh, Chino, turn left, turn right. How <laughs> now shalt go down. <laughs> <laughs> I will just have this impulse. I will just sense this leading, this urgency. Okay. As if the spirit is gazing my eyes on this individual. And I know that I need to reach out to this person. Okay. So you would kind of see someone, this urgency would kind of build in your heart as you were looking at the person. Yeah. There could be four, four people, four persons standing there, but then I would know among the four, this is the one okay. that the Lord wants me to share Jesus with at that particular point in time. Okay. And so, and tell me, you know, look, I mean, for, let's say for many of us, now we're standing in, we're standing in checkers and, and we see a group of people and we begin to feel an urgency build in our heart. But now you're like, to actually go and speak to those people, that's quite an intimidating thing for most people. Did you find that intimidating as well? Absolutely. It is, it is. And, uh, but I just know I need to do it. And I think that all obedience is so, so crucial oh, at the time. You know you need to obey. Now. So, so now it comes back to... Uh, obedience and then mm. i go and i also know if i don't go yeah. i know how bad i'll feel afterwards mm. and i've had quite a few of those experiences it's yeah. not like a yeah, i know what you mean hey? and you like you just come away from a moment and you're like oh god i missed that didn't i you you were calling me and i i totally ignored you exactly what i normally do then i would obviously when i've missed sharing uh, the gospel with somebody and I knew that uh, God has uh, led me to them. I would rather, I would obviously repent. Mm. But I would also ask the Lord. And sometimes, Brad, if I ask the Lord to please bring that person in my path again, often he has done it, eh? And then I just no. go for it when I see that person <laughs> again, oh, when I see that stranger again. I mean, Gina, but, I mean okay, let's just pause there again. I think that's just such a wonderful principle for us. For many of us, there's that, oh no, I really missed it. And then there's that little bit of relief almost like, oh, well, like I should have been obedient, but I wasn't. Cool. Well, at least like that, that opportunity is gone now. But, but I just, I so love listening to your heart. You're like, wow, I actually, I really repent. I'm not just like casually sorry. Like I realized, God, man, there was a moment that you were calling me into there. And I, to really repent, I need to ask you to give me that moment again, if you're gracious enough. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, that's what I often do, and <laughs> you kind of feel better than that when it's that uh, uh, the true repentance uh, mm. for the Lord. Gina, maybe let's let's say you know you reach out, maybe share a couple of stories with us, just like some nutshell stories of, of times where you have you felt the prompting of the Lord, you kind of stepped out, and uh, tell us about a couple of different times and how that's happened for you. Yeah, no, definitely, Brad. Obviously, there's quite a a number of stories and uh, some of them I often I probably forgot but I know that at Cape Town Baptist Seminary uh, on the premises of Cape Town of the, yeah. of the Cape Town Baptist Seminary I would, uh, I would there's the N2 behind with the fence yeah. <laughs> separating from the N2 and I would just know that and I would actually watch and wait for people to pass by from my window from my room okay. and then I would see them and then I just knew that the spirit says uh, uh, leads me that I need to go and, right. and then I would go down the steps and a number of people have sincerely surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ at the back of the seminary uh, were they walking past, were they driving were they in traffic What's uh... 
yeah, I know some of them will walk past. Yeah. Others would others would stand. Uh, they would stop with their cars and they would be on the phone. Yeah, I just see the opportunity and I just go for it. And uh, yeah, and there many have surrendered, and obviously others were not ready yet. But I just knew that I've sown the seed. Gee, yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I love the story, right? I, I remember what, some of these stories from when I was at seminary with you know, and. I mean, for most of us, that that's quite an out there thing to do. So, I mean, give us give us maybe an idea. If you had to guess a percentage of like the number of times you went out to speak to someone through the fence, how many times would you say that ended up in a positive response of someone saying, you know what, I actually want to give my life to following Jesus? Yeah, brother, I would say ninety percent. Really, really, my brother. It was it was really positive, my friend. Really yeah, that's positive. fantastic, hey. And uh, there was another incident where <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but they had the public phone <laughs> yeah. on the premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the payphone at seminary. The payphone, yeah, the payphone, yeah. <laughs> so it was just ringing and ringing, and I saw nobody was standing there. Yeah. And and so I went to it, and, and I had this female speaking, and then uh, she said, Oops, uh, sorry, wrong number. Then I said, Wait, wait, wait. Can I just share Jesus with you? And uh, yeah, I shared the cross and I shared the penalty that Jesus bore and the resurrection and stuff. And, and uh, how did she respond? She responded and she, yeah, she received Jesus as a Lord and Savior. So, so that was also another awesome moment, Greg. That's fantastic, eh? I mean, that for me is, again, it's like something that's so foreign. You hear the phone ring and my first port of call is, man, that's really annoying. I wish whoever was phoning would stop. And yet, I just love how you model that different mindset. You're like, actually, there's an opportunity here. I mean, did you go to that phone with the intention of telling the person about Jesus? No. Okay, so you just picked up. I just picked up, though, and I just realized this is an opportunity. And I still do it, but there's a lot of mm. people, sometimes they phone you and they say, oops, wrong number. They never say, sorry, sorry. Can I just tell you that Jesus loves you and that he, he died in the cross? And you can just hear that pause, and then others would say after phone call, I really needed to hear this and thank you so much. And you know, you get those responses. Yeah? Mm. So there's always, there's always, there's always opportunity, Brett, to share our faith Amen. at the end of the day. So I mean, you know, one of the things I can I can just see and, and discern as you're speaking is like you you're a man who really like carries a measure of boldness. To, to be prepared to kind of just go out there, put yourself on a limb, feel God has led you to speak and just kind of go and trust God with that. How do you deal with conversations that don't go well? Have you had some of those? Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, but uh, I, I often get those uh, responses, I think, from intellectuals who's, who's had degrees and who studies. And, right. Like, for instance... Obviously, let me just start with the whole with the whole uh, issue of boldness. You know, I still I still need to say, "Oh Lord, I know you're leading me to that person, but you please give me boldness." I still need mm. to pray for boldness mm. whenever I can ever I can never say that I've attained or uh, reached a certain level, mm. but I always pray. I always pray. Some days I'm stronger than other days to be quite transparent and things so forth. But oh. yeah, in Grahamstown, there's a there's a big pray. Yeah, uh, there's a play and uh, there's this whole section where you buy water and stuff, and then I would often get students there from Rhodes University. Yeah, and yeah, and I've often started a conversation. I had some people who responded with, uh, with offense, people with 
said to me they don't believe in the Bible. Others they they don't believe in the exclusivity of Christ or the okay. Christian message. Yeah. And but I could I could realize in many cases now I could almost see they were expecting me to to be aggressive and mm. and you know be strong and stuff. And then I said, okay, is this the way you feel? Can you please tell me? Why do you feel like this and and stuff like? In fact, I once was in the. As I'm speaking to you now, I realized that I was once at the traffic department to renew my my license. Yeah, as we all love and to do. But I sit next to a lecturer from Rhodes University. Okay. And yes, and but I didn't know she was a lecturer then. Okay. When I, when I saw but I just asked her, sorry, ma'am, uh, if you don't mind me asking, but uh, what is your concept of faith, Christianity and stuff? And then she would, you know, you could hear there's an element, there's what you, mm. what you call it, relativism and yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, your and truth and my truth. But, yes, 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 yes. But then I listened to her, I gave her the opportunity to speak and, and share what she believed and stuff. But I remember saying to her, I... I've, I've listened to what you have to say. You've listened to what I have to say. But I said to him, that you base your your whole understanding on subjectivity. There's no objective truth and stuff like that. But, but it, that came about by allowing her to speak. Mm-hmm. So I've had many moments where I've, I've debated, or rather they become more aggressive, but I, I just maintain. And in those cases where they're super intellectual, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just say, you know what? Uh, I heard what you said, but I just want to let you know that how Jesus has changed my life is real to me and is really changed. And then I would share my testimony. And so, because sometimes, Brad, if somebody doesn't believe in 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 the objectivity and the inerrancy of of Scripture, yeah, I mean, which is quite debate. common these days. Let's be fair. Yeah, you will spend forever trying to debate with them, and then you could just. Say to them, listen here, Jesus saved my life and is real. And uh, I remember once chatting with a student at the campaign. I gave her an opportunity to speak, but and first she came across aggressive as well. Yeah. Eventually she just toned down because I was praying as she was speaking. I was just praying. She couldn't hear me pray, but I was praying mm. with him for And there was just this immediate change. I, I love that. Eh? I love that. Let's just, let's make sure we recognize that you know i think that's a really beautiful thing as we engage in these conversations it's not something we do out of duty it's not something we do out of our own strength but now as you're in the conversation you're recognizing well i'm coming up against some opposition here let me pray let me trust god in this moment i think that's really that's really great carry on gina there was this change in her and then she would say i used to be a christian i used to believe in jesus christ and then i realized you know many of them they've turned completely because you know, there's been a loss in the family. There's been yeah. mom had cancer, dad had cancer, mm. or yeah, stuff like that. I'll never forget, but I'm talking to you now, and I'm just all the memories are just coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember in Dr. Davis's class in evangelism, he said so many times when we come across atheists, and and they tell you once once you try to share the gospel, then they tell you, I don't believe in God. I don't believe. And then often as believers, we just stop there and we just say, okay, yeah. right, we just we just leave it at that point. And then he would and then I would never forget Dr. Ronnie Davis say, ask them why. 
don't mm. believe in the existence of God. And I've always taken that with me. And we once went to go evangelize in Cape Town and in the city. Okay. And I would remember this guy in a nice suit sitting there. And then I went to him and I said, can I please share uh, Jesus with you? And he said, sorry, nope. I I don't believe in God. Right. And then he expected me to turn away and I asked him, sorry, sir, if you don't mind, he asked him, why? Mm. And then he gave me a long story, but eventually turned into like a pick up in my hands. You lost your mom. Your mom was sick. You prayed. God didn't heal your mom. And then you've turned. You know, mm. those kind of things you, you, you pick up once you give them an opportunity to speak with. Yeah. And actually a very, in some ways, normative kind of story. Often I've seen in my experience, there's some kind of trauma that someone's gone through where they expected or they wanted God to come through or God disappointed them or let them down in some way. Absolutely, absolutely. And you may, you've asked me in the beginning, it's, it's a bit daunting, it's a bit terrifying when you know you need to go to somebody and, you know, you feel fearful and stuff. So I just thought, but then I will just share this with you, what it helps me, mm. that's okay with you. Oh, please, I'd love yeah. to hear that. The one thing, obviously, is if I look at what Christ had to endure for our great salvation, having been spat upon and humiliated and all the things he went through. But I'm always also challenged by the Apostle Paul's life. It was really no longer about himself. If he was stoned in one city, he would stand up in another. The apostles, they rejoiced when they were suffering for Christ because it was it was no longer about themselves, man. So I yeah. think there's a huge element of denying oneself in, in witnessing prayer. Sure. Gina, that's beautiful. And really, it's like it's that like gentle correction that, that we really need because it's so easy not to deny yourself, eh? It's so easy to not put yourself out there. And yet, as you said, the apostles counted it as a joy to be persecuted for the sake of Jesus. And we are afraid of being embarrassed yeah. or being rejected. And all of that. But if you just hear a read between the lines, it becomes about ourselves, man. I, I, I. And we really need to deny ourselves in any witnessing. If we are if we are rejected, he was rejected. Christ mm. was rejected. You know, if we are persecuted, Christ was persecuted. So at the end of the day, we must just die to self and in evangelism. And you know, I mean I love what you're saying there because it's it highlights I think what's at the heart of this thing is you know, often we want to we want we recognize and agree that evangelism involves overcoming our fear. And so our plan to overcome our fear is to get better training and to practice more. And then we hope that if we train better and we know more and we practice more, then we'll be able to overcome our fear. But actually what I hear you saying is it's not so much about practice and training, it's about allowing my love for Jesus to overcome my love of myself. Absolutely, Brad. And I agree with you. 100% in that area, my brother. And another area, obviously, Brad, is yeah, just our appreciation for his salvation in our lives. Mm. That, really, that really spills over in our, in our sharing. Yeah. Just an appreciation for his salvation in our lives. Oh, and amen. also as a... Because, mm, mm, mm. no, I mean, that's, that's what motivates us to be obedient in the first place, isn't it? And we don't just Absolutely. be obedient because... We know it's the right thing to do. We're obedient because 
we know that He first loved us. And because of His great love for us, we in turn love Him and are moved by what He's done for us. Christ, He gave us His Spirit to empower us for witnessing. Amen. Absolutely. And we really need to yield ourselves to God's Spirit. And we need to pray, to pray, to pray for the Lord to take fear away from us. Mm. We need to pray, pray that the Lord will give us boldness and then He needs to be intentionality in our prayers. Amen. I love that, you know. Uh, you know, actually, I got a, got a message this morning from one of the uh, members of our life group where another member of the life group had had just felt prompted to do something. And so we haven't actually spoken this through with our life group yet, but I was so excited when I read it because basically this person in our life group had come to one of our other members and said, this, I, this is what I want to do. I want to create a space where each of us in the life group can um, declare a collection of people that we are trusting for the Lord to give us grace to influence for the kingdom. And that we're going to make... We're going to have a group and we're going to put those people's initials on the group. And then every day we're going to ask someone to be praying for these people. And, and I just loved it because it was that, A, it was grounding evangelism and prayer. But B, it was also taking the call to, to evangelize and to bring people into the kingdom and placing it front and center in our, in our daily life. So we don't just you know, move on and forget about it, but that it stays there. And I just thought that was really cool. No, that is cool, Brad. That is cool. Yo, that's this one. <laughs> Somebody's came to my mind now, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, yo, we went, we went to go preach. I don't know. I think it's Olamala, one of my fellow students. We went to go preach uh, in a Tosa community, but we came back with the bus. Right. But there was also this uh, <laughs> this thing separating the, the bus driver from us, man. Okay. Yo, I, I, I'm sharing this because it's so special. So while the, the bus driver was driving, I had this, this open space that I could speak through. <laughs> and he surrendered <laughs> his life while driving on the bus, my friend. <laughs> hey, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Yo, man, that was so special. I just, uh, that's, that's so special. I just thought I'll share it with you. That's really, that's the, the, really, the, is really right, my friend. There's, you know, the opportunities are there. If we just, if we just pray, Lord, and this is what I often did and often do, Lord, send somebody on my path today. That I can share with you. Gina, that is that is really, really fantastic. I got one last question for you before we, we bring this conversation to a close. And it's a very, very practical question. There's some really I think there's some really great stuff that you've shared, especially in terms of heart and the things that move and motivate us towards living in obedience and living out this kingdom mandate. But um, I wanna I wanna just tap into some of your practical experience as well. Like so you, let's say you're you're in pick and pay and um, you're collecting, you're buying some stuff, and you see the the students arriving to go scope out the water stand. I don't know why water is such an exciting thing, Grahamstown, but now you guys are having a bit of a drought there. How do you usually start that conversation? That's a, that's a very good question, Brad. Basically, what I'll do, I'll, I'll just start in talking about maybe about the, the water crisis in Grahamstown. Okay. And then from the water, I would go to living waters. Right. And speak about the living waters that Jesus offers. Mm. I always look at things where they stand off. Just start <laughs> speak about the random things, but that's a, that, that's relevant. Mm -hmm. But then move from there, so transitioning from the natural thing into into the gospel. So right. that's how I always start. 
whether there's a whether I see he's got a Manchester United top on, yeah. t-shirt on, and I will speak about Man United, about soccer, even if it's rugby or cricket, and right. then from there on I will transition. Uh, and what does your transition gospel. normally look like? Is it? I mean, okay, if you buy water, you've got did you know Jesus, the water of life. And um, if you're talking <laughs> about football, like how do you make that transition? Yeah, no. Basically, I would just speak about about that. And obviously, everything doesn't sound like can I say so <laughs> cliche or what's the word? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. But even if I just talk talk soccer. Yeah, just to just to have his attention, and right. sometimes it may not even be related to soccer, but uh, but then I would just bring in the gospel gospel somehow. Bread. Okay, uh, and I loved I loved as you were sharing earlier how often a part of what you end up doing, especially it sounded like where you got a bit of a more hostile response, was to assume almost a more passive posture and invite the person to kind of share their story. And that's almost on the back of that, that you've now got permission, having listened, they're now more willing to listen to you. Yeah, I'm glad you, you caught that, Brad, because I think that is so important. I think the mistake we often do, you would find Christians debating eh? mm. <laughs> with the people in front of them. And almost like, a, I mean, there's a place for debate, obviously. Mm. But what I'm talking about, that whole aggressive thing, it, it almost looks like an argument at the end of the day. Yeah. But I think give them that space for them to speak and then you know where they're coming from and yeah. which actual buttons to press or which areas to go into. So mm. so I think I'm glad you caught that, brother, because I've also learned that that is so important because they realize now, ah, this guy is giving me a room to speak because our salvation is secure. The gospel is, is unchanging. Yeah. What they feel towards the gospel, they cannot change that or take it away, whatever they feel about it. So give them that opportunity, <laughs> let them speak, and then you would know from which angle you can come. Okay. And would you say, I mean, I think for me, one of the things about listening to someone else's story is that it also, it communicates to them, and it should be true, that I actually care about them. I mean, that's yeah. the heart of why we go and actually share the gospel with people in any case, isn't it? Because... Ultimately, we believe they desperately need it. Um, and I think for me, one of the things listening does, in addition to giving me the, the opening, is it also, it also communicates care more than like, you know, I'm not just here to sell you something, but I actually care about who you are as a person. Well, that's, that's, that's true, my brother. Yeah. And I mean, that's Jesus, right? That's yeah. Jesus. There was always love and compassion in him and, and uh, the Gentiles they saw that in him. Yeah. That they still and I think we need that love my friend showing through our evangelism. Awesome. Well Gina, I think we've had a really great conversation. We hit about our thirty minute mark, so we're gonna call it here. Um, but you never know. We may give you a call again for another round two and uh, dig into <laughs> some more stuff together. But thank you so much for being with us today, Gina. It's been really, really great to to have you on the podcast and we really just appreciated your wisdom, your learnings, and some of the stories of what God has done through you. Amen. Amen. No, thank you, my brother. And your, I appreciate your heart as well. Brad, if I would just say to those who are listening that, um, you know, if you have failed to share and you knew you had to be obedient and you didn't, you know, it's not a matter of giving up. 
and feeling shame and you know being under guilt and stuff just yeah. vent and get up again and share your faith amen you know it's uh, it's one of those things where it's better that it's happening and not perfect rather than um, yeah. trying to get it perfect without it happening yeah, so thanks Gina, for having me, Brett. <laughs> it's so great to have you, man. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us, for sharing your learnings and your journey. And uh, friends, thank you for tuning into this episode today. I hope and pray that it's been encouraging for you. I hope there's something you've been able to glean out of it. Don't just listen. That's This podcast is not here to give you something extra to listen to. We're here to encourage you to live and to act in obedience to the kingdom. And so I want to really encourage you as you go into the week that's ahead of you, wherever that starts and whenever you're listening to this, won't you be praying and asking God, God, who are the people I can tell about you today? Who are the people you're going to bring across my path that I can share Jesus with? Who are the people in my life that I need to be praying for and trusting for opportunities to speak? And, and then when you see them and God draws your heart to them, then be bold. Take a step out. See what happens. And the more we do that, the more we're going to see God come through because it's about His faithfulness and His goodness, not our skill and oratory ability. So friends, thank you so much for joining us today. May you go in the Lord. May you be full of His Spirit. And until we see you next week, ciao for now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>